DJ and PK brought to you in part by Premier Wave. You've heard about acoustic wave therapy for ED and how it's an effective treatment for nearly all men. There's now a physician-owned clinic here in Salt Lake. Learn how Premier Wave is unique by visiting premierwave.com for more information and to learn about Premier Wave's special offer. We're at Atlanta Harrington's Golf Tournament this morning. They're getting ready to get things going here. We'll talk about the tournament in just a second. We just talked to Alema about the Lakers being eliminated. Bubble champs. Bubble champs, you know. AD pretty, that was a cute championship, you know. It's cute. Keep demeaning it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so question of the day. Clippers or Mavericks? Who should the Jazz fans be rooting for as a second-round opponent? I, I think the, the way I look at it, Luka Doncic is a great player, um, and then Kawhi Leonard, great player, and then the supporting cast. I'm, I'm rooting for Dallas to close this thing out and win, um, and then, you know, we, we know what we can do against the Mavs. Um, the, the Clippers, on the other hand, I'm almost more a- inclined to just cheer for them to lose. I've never been a PG guy. Um, not that I'm R-rated, but <laughs> Paul George is obviously the reference. And, I, and I've compared him. He's like the modern-day Tracy McGrady. And he's, a, he's an experiment that everybody feels like, oh, we got to try that, and it fails every time. And it feels like it's failing in, in Los Angeles. So I think the, Clip, the Clippers are, are going to they're, they're gonna be eliminated. Both L.A. teams eliminated in the first round. And so the Dallas Mavericks are, are what we're going to get. I view myself as NC-18. Yes. Not 17, 18. <laughs> you need that extra year of maturity yeah. to handle what yeah. you're bringing. Right, yeah. exactly. So not my show, if you're below 18, I'd encourage your parents not to let you listen. So um, NC-18. NC you know, I really like that you guys do this stuff out on the plaza this time of year. In fact, I like it so much that I think you guys should do it year-round. Do the, 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 have the set out there? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. with you. Year-round. You know? In December and January? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. not with you in December no, no. and January. No, I want to see you year-round. Yeah. I knew what he was getting I'll t- at. I'll tell you, the first game we did was chilly. I mean, the, 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 the temps dropped down pretty low. You could see your breath. Um, it was one of those types of nights, and then, then it yeah, got— but you would send the message to yeah, the team. That we we're are— We're tough. We're tough. Yeah, we're doing it outside yeah. for the fans. Do we really You could to, do it inside for the fans. Do, do we really need to send the message that we're tough? Is that not just self-evident? No, you need to send tough? the message because you're a Packer, <laughs> and if you played at Lambeau, yeah. no long sleeves for you. No. You'd be yeah. cutting off yeah. the sleeves. Safety pride for everybody. <laughs> yeah. But we do enjoy being out there with the fans. Sure. And it was nice that, you know, through you know, the first part of the, the season, we only had fans downstairs. Right. You know, lower bowl. And so, you know, the, the pre-half and post-game show sets are on the fifth floor, same, you know, yeah, yeah. suite level as the, uh, the radio studios. And so we didn't have anybody up there, and it felt really kind of just awkward. awkward. Right? And then when we finally got some, some fans up there, that was great, and then now where it is, where we'll have full capacity. I can't wait to see what that building will be like with well, full capacity. I mean, it's going to be awesome. It's just going to be awesome yeah. because the team, the fans know the team is good. The yeah. players know the team is good. Everybody knows. The expectations are through the roof right now. Phil Johnson always used to say, he probably said this on, on a show with you guys at some point, you got to give the fans something to cheer about, Yeah, and they got something to cheer about. Like that first half, the final two you know, three-pointers from Donovan Mitchell were, you know, you didn't lose your mind on, over that kind of stuff, right? He was putting on a show. He was an entertainer. <laughs> he wasn't a basketball player at that point. He was an entertainer. Uh, and, and he was a Vegas And act. we were entertained. 
Big time. Yes. Oh, no question. So he just got there? gladiator. Oh, yeah. and, oh, are you not entertained? <laughs> yeah. That was that was that was a Vegas show. Yeah. Only a few people can do that, and he's one of those guys. And he knew the moment, and he was ready for the moment, which gives me a level of excitement that Clippers, Mavs, yeah. Nuggets, Suns, uh, bring them on. Yeah. I don't care. I you're, love that mentality. Good. What you're saying is is what you're hearing from Quinn, from Rudy, from Donovan, from Mike. You know, across the board, the message, and I love the consistency of the message because it's been like that throughout the year. And it's we're, we're concerned with us. Like not the opponent, and same thing here in the postseason. It's like, well, who is anybody that you'd prefer to play? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, now the only thing left for Jazz fans to root against is the Nets. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just slew the path completely. <laughs> Why not? The title's a title. Yeah. Bring won't, on Trey. It Jazz won't be bubble. It will be yeah, regular. It will be the genuine, yeah. uh, you know, the for, for the uh, for real title, yeah. right? So. Jazz Hawks NBA Finals. I'm fine with it. <laughs> Whoever gets to the finals is really good. So I'm I'm a purist in the fan. I don't care about markets and TV ratings like this guy. Does. Yeah, my gosh. We've all but we've all seen this right as we've watched teams, and you can almost sense by watching a team not ready for prime time. You know, Denver has been a not ready for prime time team. I think they're finally to that place, but now they got injuries, and you look at a team like. Memphis, good team, not ready for prime. They don't, they don't have the experience. But the Jazz have the experience, I think, put together with the talent for them to go far this year. Like, this is their year. Denver's going to beat Phoenix, or Booker is about to go off and cover up their lack of playoff experience and the, the obvious injury that Chris mm-hmm. Paul is struggling with. Which one is more likely in your mind? I, I think that the more likely is going to be that Phoenix. I think Booker, when you looked at even how he finished that game against uh, the Lakers last night, that Booker is he's cognizant, he, he's aware that this is his time. Like the playoffs, even though it's his first playoff appearance, the playoffs are your chance or your opportunity, your time to make your statement. Like this is where... You remember guys, not the oh, yeah. seventy points I scored. Like that again, that was cute. That's but nice. th- this is this is where you make a name for yourself. And similar to us, Chris Paul provides this kind of veteran leadership, some savvy, some calm on the floor that uh, that Mike 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 uh, uh, Conley and and Chris Paul do the same thing in that regard. And Aiton is a talent man. That that kid is good. Is. You know, they still might be too young, but I think that, that they would still get past Denver. I would agree. So we're out here for your golf tournament, and it's called the Recovery Classic, the AH. I assume yeah. that's Alema Harrington. <laughs> Good assumption on that one. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, you know, and it's obviously a, a serious situation and a serious cause and, and all that. I'm wondering, you talked about how crazy this last year was. Now, as far as addiction and recovery what did you see based on your knowledge during the pandemic yeah. as far as 
Was that something that exasperated it? How did it yeah. play out? Or how it, is it playing out? It was so in, in, impactful in a, in a very negative way right. because of the isolation. And I appreciate you you know, you, you asking about that. And some people know this. Some people don't, that I'm a licensed uh, you know, counselor. I Went back and got my degree um, to, to, to do counseling. So I'm a substance use disorder counselor. I work at our due treatment center in Provo. And I go down there. I do group. I did group there yesterday. And, uh, of course, very involved in our community the recovery community and it was it was tragic to see what was going on people with long-term recovery um losing uh, their recovery and and relapsing and you know the 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 dangerous thing for somebody in long-term recovery is you relapse and your brain operates from this standpoint of as soon as i start using i'm going back to using the way i used to my tolerance is not what it once was and people overdose in a hurry. Okay. Plus, the, the, the stuff that is out there right now is just lethal. Um, so, narcotics? Yeah, speaking. the narcotics that are out there is just lethal. So I want you to expand on yeah. that a little bit. So you're talking about, because people have addiction issues yeah. to a wide range. Sure. Uh, PK was talking about nicotine, yeah. you know, in his family. So that's one thing. For somebody else, it's alcohol. Uh, certainly the opioid crisis. I think a lot of people yeah. read a lot about that now. But when you can't get opioids from a doctor anymore... Yeah. People tend to convert to yeah, stuff they get on the street. That's what you're talking about. That's a yeah. super dangerous conversion and situation. Go into that a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it's almost uh, a guarantee that if you're on that opiate road, and this was my path too, and you, you get to the point where you can't get opiates from the doctor anymore or they, they cut you off or they say, no, I'm not going to prescribe. Or, you know, you could run into problems with the law and, and you know, you're, you're unable to fill a prescription. Um, and you've robbed everybody that you know and taken all their pills, uh, and now you're on the street, and you're like, okay, what, what do I do? And you can, you know, there's counterfeit pills on the street, there's heroin on the street, and all of it is, you know, laced with fentanyl. It's dangerous, and, and you can absolutely, uh, it, it could be the end. Um, you know, that our great quarterback from the University of Hawaii, um, you know, I, I, Colt Brennan, I look at his, you know, death recently, very recently, and it was a similar situation. From what I understand of his story, couldn't get into treatment, was trying to just stay alive and well. And, and that means, like, I got to get some, some drugs today. Yeah. And something got something laced with fentanyl, died. Um, that's a common story. And so, you know, people think sometimes, like, oh, but I'm, you know, the doctor prescribed it. But if you stay on that path, you're almost guaranteed to end up on the street drugs, on heroin or, you know, buying pills off the street, which, again, you know, the cartels are flooding the market with, with counterfeit pills. And so, um, you know, it, it becomes dangerous. And so part of our, you know, our cause and what we try to promote here is, is an understanding that addiction is a disease and that there's treatment for this disease and it's, it's going to, you know, a rehab facility where they can safely get you off the drugs and then start to you know promote a healthy spiritual wellness type of lifestyle and you know i'm a big proponent of residential treatment treatment in general because it saved my life and it had continues to save my life and people don't know this this story but in fact i have, i don't know that i've ever talked about this but Nine years ago, I was in a relapse with alcohol, and I went back to, to um, outpatient treatment while I was doing these shows. And so, you know, there's treatment available, and 
I think one of the things is to start to look at it as like going to treatment is not punishment. A lot of people think, oh, you're sending me to treatment. You think I'm a bad person. No, treatment is for people that are sick. And it's okay to be sick. What's not okay is to be sick and then act like you're not. Like, oh, I don't need help. I'm not, you know. And then we still deal with that stigma of people thinking that people who are addicts are making bad choices because they're bad people. That's just not the case. I know it's a brain disorder that is part of the addiction disease that causes people with addiction and the disease of addiction to do stuff they would never, ever do normally in their life. What do you do with the funds you raise here today? How are they used? So the funds that we're raising here today are going to two uh, different 501c3 nonprofit charities. One is the Sobriety Foundation, and they work specifically with getting people uh, placed into sober living um, situation. So when you come out of treatment, it's very difficult to go back to your old living situation. In fact, it's not recommended. Even if you have a home and a family, we still recommend that part of your transition coming out of residential treatment would be to go to a sober living facility. So Sobriety Foundation takes care of that. Um, and then the other uh, charity that, that is part of today, today's event is the Salida Foundation. And the Salida Foundation provides grants for people that want treatment, need treatment, but can't afford treatment. So that covers everything from residential to outpatient treatment to sober living. And because the, the best... The best bet for for people that are getting treatment, just like any, you know, we look at best practices, whether it's cancer treatment or diabetes or any other disease out there. But in addiction, it is for people to have a full year of continuum of care and best would be to have two years. If you can get two years of sobriety and go through the process and still be under somebody's care during time and it goes from you know pretty restrictive in a residential to you know very unrestrictive and living a normal life in an outpatient or you know, going to, to just regular counseling but that two years will give you a, a your best opportunity to stay sober so uh, those two foundations sobriety foundation and the Salida foundation help with with those types of of situations where we can provide the funds necessary for people to get the treatment that they need great work all the way yeah. around man no we love having, I, I got to tell you, we're so grateful for the support, support we get from 1280 The Zone. Uh, whenever I, you know, mentioned to Scott, hey, I got the event coming up. He's like, don't worry about it. We got, got you covered. And appreciate you guys because you're the show that ends up here. And we're grateful for that because people love to come out and they see you guys talking about the jazz. And it's a great year. And uh, today's a great day. It's going to be kind of hot. So stay hydrated and have a good time. And got lots of great prizes. And we appreciate just everybody coming out and supporting the cause. Well, you're doing good work, and I know some people may, you know, it may seem kind of distant to them, mm-hmm. but I think we all know people going through this. Yeah. You may not know you know people yeah. going through this, but we all, there's somebody you're close to, mm-hmm. friend, family, extended family, neighbor. Yeah. You, you probably know someone who's somewhere on this path. And you know, part of, I think, the journey that I've been on is, you know, you, you ask somebody, well, what does an addict look like? And you think, okay, that's the guy down off the block. He used to be Pioneer Park. Now it's moved the block over down to Rio, uh, Rio Grande. But uh, it's like, that's what it looks like. No, it looks like me. It looks like, you know, your neighbor. Um, you know, it happens and it looks like just about anybody that you can think of. And at this point, you know, we're at a, a place in, in, you know, our experience as a society that 
everybody knows somebody that's yeah. been touched by this disease, whether it's a friend or a family member, um, your spouse. Um, and there's a genetic component to it, too, so it runs in families. Um, but yeah, everybody is, is now conscious of like, okay, I see it. It's out there like my neighbor's you know, kid or whatever the case may be. So yeah. we appreciate everybody, just the awareness and then the support. Thanks, Alema. Yeah, thank you. Alema Harrington, the Recovery Classic Thanksgiving point. Alema picked a 100-degree day, so that's a win. We'll be right back. we got to take a break. When we return, Scott Gerard has notified us that we have some jazz tickets to give away. Woo-hoo. So I guess we're going to have to do that. Uh, yeah, we want to do it next. Uh, we can. Well, whatever you want. I mean, you're the boss. <laughs> well, we got a lot coming up at Where 9. Where are we going, Captain? So we got... We got half an hour. I think we should give them away here between now and 9 o'clock. Give it away, give it away, give it away now? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I think it's time to prove just how loyal and faithful and passionate and ardent of a jazz fan are you. What have you missed in prior years? Your brother's wedding. Your kid's baptism. Let's see, what else? Some big family vacation. Yeah. Missed a family reunion or a family trip somewhere. Graduation. Your own wedding. Graduation, wedding, anniversary. Prove it. Uh, Whatever. Prove to, prove to us a, just a, how diehard of jazz you are. I have a sports are. anniversary story for you. I'll tell you that one. Uh, Got to remember, uh, if you don't win the tickets coming up here in the next half hour on The Zone, they are available at utahjazz.com and the Jazz app. Jazz get to sell game one and two tickets now, and then... Games three and four will be on the road, and then we'll see if the game five is necessary. I assume it will be, but I, I don't think they can sell those yet, but they'll be out there as soon as that game is Well, we know we'll have necessary. six more home games minimum. Sweep, sweep, sweep. Look at you. You just went Moses Malone, right? I said minimum. So games one and two in this series, games one and two in the next series, and games one and two in the finals. Now, probably have more than that, but we know we'll have at least six games. I can guarantee it. All right, we'll give away jazz tickets, jazz playoff tickets coming up next. You've got the rules. Start thinking of the stories, and we will get to them next. You can hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK. You can call 855-340-ZONE. You can grab your phone, use our app, use the Zone app, and use the open mic feature and send us your stories, and we will do that next. Stay with us. For the Utah Jazz. Get out of the way. Round one is done. As Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Mike Conley sent the Grizzlies pack. Donovan! Now it's on to round two as the Jazz make a push to an NBA title. I live for the hunt. I live for it. Won't stop till I get what I want. I don't care what it takes. Joe Ingles! Jordan Clarkson! Hear every second of every moment of Utah Jazz playoff basketball. It's all about survival. Right here on your exclusive home of the Jazz. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Zone Sports Network. Rudy, Flex! DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We've got some Jazz tickets to give away to game one. That might be Sunday afternoon. Might not be. Might be pushed back till Tuesday. I'm hoping it's pushed back till Tuesday. Rooting for the Clippers tonight. Dallas, his sixth consecutive road win in that series. Outrageous. Weird. Yeah, weird, but I just want Conley to get more time. That's all. Yep, I hear you. I see what you're thinking, and you're not alone. That's the only reason. Otherwise, I don't really care. 
I'm happy with either team. I yeah. there's both those teams I enjoy watching. Well, the Jazz could play the Washington Generals, and I would watch. But uh, either team is going to be just as well from the Jazz perspective. Either team's going to be tough. Well, you have to play well, blah, blah, blah. But yes. why not give Mike more more time? Well, we'll see how that works out tonight. I'm kind yeah. of expecting the Mavericks to finish it off. But if they do, I'm fine with that too. Yeah. I, I, I'm just going to watch the game to w- watch the game, which is what I usually do anyway. Turns out that whatever we want or we wish from another time zone doesn't really impact it doesn't anything anyway. It wouldn't be in our own time zone. It wouldn't impact it. But we're f- you know, I'm a, at, at my heart, at, at the heart of the issue, I'm a fan. So I'm just excited for playoff basketball and excited for fans to be there. So super excited for the arena here to be sold out whenever game one is. All right. You want to be part of that? We need your stories now. 855-340-ZONE. You can also use the uh, open mic and hit us up with a quick story. So you want jazz fans who have sacrificed PK. Yeah, because you don't want to just be a Johnny-come-lately fan who – has some outrageous story that you made up. It's not even true, and we award you the tickets. No, I want to give it to the hardcore and prove to us that you're a hardcore by what have you sacrificed to be able to go to a game or watch it on television. You don't even have to go to the game. Not everybody can afford to go to the game, but being able to be a part of the Jazz experience, I want the diehard, so prove it to us. All right, let's start with Austin. Austin, good morning. Morning, DJ. Morning, PK. Hello, Austin. How are you, buddy? Doing well, thank you. All right. So, uh, what what have I sacrificed to to show yeah. that I'm a hardcore jazz fan? So, yes. I prolonged getting married to my wonderful wife of coming up on six years. We have two two kids, one on the way, and I prolonged our our marriage in order to convert her. From a Lakers fan to a Jazz fan. (laughs) So what do you mean? Like, I'm not going to marry you until you prove to me you're a Jazz fan? Is that what you're saying? I I had to convince her. I I converted her to Jazz fandom, to Jazz nation, before we got married. I've heard of stuff like this before. I mean, it it might sound weird to some people. It was actually in a movie. If you ever saw the movie, I think it was Diner and the old Baltimore Colts and the they they made the the bride the, Gino Marchetti the bride had to pass a test she had it was Written? like it was yeah there, it was like I think it was multiple choice oh, okay. it had to pass a multiple choice to get a certain number right or the dude just couldn't marry her so Austin was it more satisfying to help convert people on your mission or help convert your wife oh my wife no question <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Austin. It's my eternal Hold companion, on. man. I got there it. There it is. Way uh, to bring it around. I got it, brother A. About to say Bishop <laughs> on line two, stake president on line three. <laughs> nope, you saved it. Good save, uh, Austin. I love working in this community. I know you do. <laughs> you could just hear it in the voice, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew. You know, Austin, do you know the moment that I knew PK was going to ask that question? Been married six years, nothing. Then you say you got two kids, and I peek at PK, and, and one then on the way. and then you say one on the way, and PK looks at me and I think uh, it's on. <laughs> it's true blue. <laughs> All right, Austin, stay on the line. A converter from that's like 
I don't know, the most uh, negative uh, conversion. That's the biggest jump, right? Yeah, yeah, That's where yeah. you jump to the Grand Canyon at the widest point. Evil Knievel up in Twin Falls. <laughs> up on the Snake River. <laughs> All right, Yak, where are we going next? Emily is on the open mic. Emily. This isn't me. It's for my husband. But growing up, if the Jazz ever played on Halloween, he would stay home from trick-or-treating as a kid to watch the Jazz game oh, anytime. Wow. All right, that's impressive. That's like you're... saying, no, I don't want any toys Christmas morning. That's a lot. Of, that's several pounds of candy right there. But, hey, you got to do what's got to be done. As a boy? That's a major sacrifice. You know, when you're talking about stuff you can sacrifice when you're in elementary school, you got to put that right up there. You're right. Christmas morning would probably be a bigger sacrifice. Yeah. But after Christmas morning, I could see Halloween being sang it. All right, let's go to Brad. What up, DJ? What up, PK? Hey, Brad. How are you? Man, Brad, the bar has been set. We've got a couple guys doing? pretty good stories. We're yeah. doing well. What do you got for us? I know. I'm, I'm hoping mine uh, takes the cake here. But uh, Austin's and Emily's, those are tough to compete with. But let me paint the picture for you. So it's 2007, Game 7, Utah Jazz versus Yao Ming and the Houston Rockets, Tracy McGrady, everyone else like that, right? Yeah. So I'm in high school, my, my junior year, and we there was a dance company high school where there's 15 girls, whatever, on the team, and they all invited a guy to go to a dance. It was downtown, some private event center, the smaller group. About half the guys there are massive jazz fans, and so we keep bumping into each other throughout the dance, getting updates on the score. We keep uh, uh, 57, 34, or 57, 54, 63, 62. We're all talking about the score. Finally, the fourth quarter comes along. It's game seven. We all sneak out of there one by one. We all find a way to, to, to ditch our dates for a little bit, and we all go out in the parking lot, and we're streaming the game off of some guy's phone there and watching game seven. So we miss about a half hour, 40 minutes of this, this uh, respectable dance to watch Game 7, which was incredible. Oh. One of the best memories ever. I feel bad for ditching the girl, but it was fun to have that brotherhood. But at the same time, so you knew the score. Do you think, Brad, you gave up the opportunity to score? I I, I do wonder that. My high school dating career was <laughs> not good. Um, but luckily, I am happily married. I have two beautiful kids, and just life is great right now. But looking back, I probably could have had a better experience in high school. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Brad, hold on. This is so much fun for you. This is Christmas morning for you and Halloween all rolled into one. Just Didn't you wonder? I mean, score within the context of... You know, for the strength of youth. Don't try to save it. Don't try to save it now. Just own it. Swear it. Book of Mormon distance between you, PK. <laughs> is that what it is, Yak? Was that on the air? Yes, it was on the air. Okay. I didn't know you were supposed to do that. I didn't grow up in your faith. <laughs> Let's go to the open mic. Robbie. So my wife and I had our 10th year anniversary planned in Puerto Rico. On March 13th, it was a couple days after Rudy tested positive. The whole thing got canceled. Never got to go. Oh, bummer. It's a rough one right there. We'll go for 12. 855-340-ZONE. Your best stories of sacrifice for Jazz. Game one, round two playoff tickets. Steve, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, Steve. So, so unlike uh, Austin, I was born in the Jazz Covenant. 
full-blooded jazz fan. <laughs> Didn't have to convert anybody in my family. Um, so not only do I have to... Uh... Yeah, we lost him. Games. Okay. Um, last year, game six of the bubble. Now, this is going to get a little heavy, so I apologize. Uh, game six of the bubble, jazz game's on. And when I'm watching a jazz game, I just go into a zone, you know. Well, with most sports. But especially playoff jazz basketball. I just get into the zone. Well, uh, my wife's coming in. She's saying stuff to me. You know, I'm watching the jazz game. And I kind of, you know, tend to tune her out a little. Not on purpose, but it just happens. Yeah. Well, she's, she's had it, right? She said, hey, you know, what are you doing? It's an important game. And, well, needless to say, one year later, we're separated, right? <laughs> so that is a huge sacrifice. I mean, I don't think anybody can top that. Okay. Well, do you have any kids? Oh, yeah, we got three kids. Okay, well, then what's going to happen? Are they going to be out of the Jazz Covenant now? Oh, no, no, they're they're full-blooded. They're full-blooded. <laughs> we don't need to worry about them. They're, okay. uh, yeah, they're... How about your generations? Did you have to do any uh, jazz work for them? Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know if they're... I'm trying to get into the Jazz Temple, which is the Vision Arena, to do their temple work. So I'm hoping I get these tickets. Yuck. Yuck. How, how close are we to lightning strikes? What do you see? Thunderstorms we're on the horizon? What do you think? We're, we're I didn't bring it. it up. He did. We're coming right up to him. He man. said he was born in the Jazz Covenant, not me. Oh, what this is great. I'm having, I'm having a time of my life back here. Besides, we're on the deck with an overhang at Thanksgiving Point. We're facing, uh, what's that? The whole, West. Whole, I know, but that's... Is 18. That like whole, 18? Is that whole 18? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to the open mic, Yaku. Who have you got? We have Lane here. He's actually a pretty regular guy on the open mic. Here you go. The two years the Jazz went to the finals, I was on my mission. We used to go buy a bunch of food to put it in our car. When we would find somebody with the game on, we would take all the food out of our car, act like we were giving it to them, and then we would just say, hey, what you watching? (laughs) (laughs) Cut out. (laughs) That is a totally believable story. Okay, but, I mean, all these Latter-day Jazz fans, I'm all all for it, you know, because some of my best friends are Latter-day Jazz fans. Uh, but but the game is on Sunday, possibly. So should you be going to a game? Now, maybe the Clippers will do you a favor. Now, I say fetch, yeah. I had Win the- game six, force a game seven, then the game one turn moves to Tuesday. As you probably both know, my mother is very much against like Sunday and all that stuff watching sports. But I had an ecclesiastical leader once upon a time who said it was totally okay if it was the Jazz. Really? Mm-hmm. Of course, that's President Monson. Yes, President Monson, yes, of all people. But our President Monson. <laughs> the Godfather. <laughs> Vito Monson. Vito. You know him as Gordon. We call him Vito. You come to me on this the day of game five, and you ask me to do this thing for you. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, you ready to pick winners? You need a commercial break to cogitate over it. I, I need to be... Uh, uh, refreshed. <laughs>
All right. <laughs> we will refresh during the break. We will pick the winners next. Stay with us. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Zero Res. When you get the carpets and tile cleaned, it's never clean. It's Zero Res clean. Don't have it any other way. Just $33 per room. You deserve the best. You deserve Zero Res. Schedule with Zero Res today. Call them at 801-288-9376 or schedule online by searching for Zero Res Carpet Cleaning. All right. We're going back to it. we got a few more people with their stories, what they have sacrificed for jazz basketball. We're going to start on the phones with Kurt. we got playoff tickets to give away. Kurt, what's your story? Yeah, my wife just recently retired after 42 years of teaching school, and I was just wanting to surprise her for all the sacrifices she'd done teaching. There was some, mm. a couple times that she, one of her, one of her kids' mom passed away, and she went in there and did all the laundry, and we had we had tickets. And because she loves going to the jazz game, but she wanted to give that tickets to the ki- our kids. And she and her, she and I went and did the laundry for this family. And she won this family turned her in for teacher of the teacher award. They give off the KSL, and she just after all the things she does for the kids all those years, she just. I thought I would surprise her, and the sacrifice she does as a teacher, and that's the reason I thought I'd call and the, the save about right. for her. What's her name? What's her name? My name's Kurt. Her name? Oh, her name is Denise. Denise, congratulations, man. You've done a heck of a job. I appreciate it very much, and I mean that sincerely. 42 years is a long time to teach. My dad taught for 36 your wife's been at it for a good while now, too. So you know firsthand what teachers are going through. My sister, my brother-in-law. Yeah. A good teacher is about as valuable to the community as there is anything out there. My daughter graduated from high school last night and was talking about the teachers With honors. who really mattered to her. And she's got a, she's got a handful of them that really yeah. mattered. And so teachers are She doing wrote to a that. junior high teacher. Who mattered big time to her. Nice. Yeah. So making a vital contribution to society. And then there's me. (laughs) Talking sports. Making jokes. Yeah. Heidi. Oh, we're going to Matt on the open mic. Matt. I need these tickets to help my kids have a winning basketball experience. I grew up losing two teams, the Seattle Sonics and the Vancouver Grizzlies. So this would help solidify their fandom and uh, bring us together. Ah, team's moving. That sucks. Big downside to pro sports. Sucks. My father went through it. Brooklyn Dodgers. Sucks. Never, never got it back. And it was magic. Hard, hardcore, yeah. Yep. Let's go to Heidi. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi. Heidi. Um, I just wanted to quickly give you my story. I actually sacrificed my job to be able to watch the finals in the 90s. I worked at a hospital in medical records, and I needed to file some um, papers for um, doctors to be able to sign. And um, off to the site of where I needed to do this was the doctor's lounge where they had a TV on. And so I kind of went out of my area and uh, specifically during very important parts of working the evenings, I would kind of disappear for a while. And I just loved my jazz so much and put 
them before my job. <laughs> well, I thought we were going to hear birthdays and anniversaries and, uh, you know, family events. Job, that's, that's not anything I expected right away. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. Well, I'd agree with that. All right, we are going to get two winners. We've got four tickets, so we're going to give uh, two winners a pair of tickets each to game one, whether it's Sunday or Tuesday, depending on what happens with the Mavericks and Clippers tonight. PK, what? Austin cracked you up, converting the Lakers fan before marrying her. And it meant more to him doing that than converting the souls that he converted. Uh, I don't know where he went. But the eternal companion. Oshkosh, Wisconsin. He never told us where he actually served his mission. Uh, no, but he, I feel like it was Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Bring him on. Uh, yeah. That. All right. Austin gets two tickets, and Emily gets two tickets. Her oh, husband man. is a kid. Hardcore at an early age. He would skip Denise, Halloween. The teacher? That's what I would have gone with. But this is too late. Yeah. I just gave him to Emily. I thought they were separate, though. What was separate? I thought we had those two than these other two. But, so two to Austin and two to Emily. But, right, but I thought, no, that two before the break and two after. So a total of four. But I was wrong. Oh. We had a lot of good stories. Well, I can't pull back now. Yeah, there you go. That sucks. Yeah. Austin and Emily, there you go. Congratulations. All right, when we come back, David Locke joins us. Stay with us.